Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 174 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Michael Kite Walquist. And joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is... Jesse, desperately in need of a Civ intervention, Wilson. <laughs> you know, Jesse, I, I logged on to Steam last night. Yeah. Said said one of my friends was playing Civ. Yeah. Just like it said for the past week. <laughs> How many hours do you have in the Civ now? I don't know. It a keeps lot. track on Steam. You know, for whatever reason, it's always like, you've played two hours. I'm like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you haven't played two hours <laughs> since you bought the game. That's the time ah, you haven't been playing not it. Not too. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't wait for our Civ nights. We got Gino involved, or Jim Jones from the Baldwin yeah. Network. <laughs> it's a real, uh, uh-oh, secrets out. Secrets out, guys. It's a bald move world. It is a bald move. Yeah, we are going to bald move this thing up. Um, How was your week, buddy? Oh, I got sick. Oh, damn. I got a canker sore. Yeah, you had that canker sore this weekend. Mm, yeah, just, still going strong. Just, see, I can't believe I hung out with you like three days ago. Yeah. It's like uh, Port Townsend is a time warp when I go is, there. I was caught in the time warp, and then I got into work on Monday, and I was kind of sick. I ended up going home sick on Monday, but I also like screwed up three things right in a row. Ugh. I was like, I'm not on top of my game. Yeah. I had too much time off. <laughs> well, you got caught in the Civ time warp, nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, Civ is the type of game where you start playing it, and then you like look up, and it's six hours later, and you yes. have like one city and it's like three so workers. It's so easy to just be like, one more turn. Oh, well, this thing's going to happen next turn, so one more turn. Right. Oh, this new thing's happening now, so <laughs> one more turn. I mean, I might as well, you know... I might as well, you know, just just let this monument be built. It's only going to take 14 terms. Yeah. Yeah, I got to finish this war before I go to bed. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't be able to sleep. <laughs> I uh, I thought you were going to be Jesse Yeast Mode Wilson this week. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that a lot. I think that should be your unofficial nickname. Spoiler alert and teaser for the Facebook Roundup at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, Jesse, what are you drinking this week, buddy? I'm drinking uh, the Fremont Camp, or sorry, Fremont Bonfire Ale. Nice, my neighborhood brewery. Yeah, Fremont exactly. Brewery here in Seattle, Washington. That's good. It's it's like a smoky brown ale that's pretty robustly hopped, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's good. If you like a little smoke, if you little like a little smoke in your beer, I like it. Fremont. Uh, I like it. I love it. I want more of it. Um, I'm drinking the Full Sail Wreck the Halls, which I think is their. I think they have two winter seasonals. They have the Wreck the Halls and they have the Wassail. Yeah, Full Sail would have two or three. Yeah, or nine winter seasonals. Well, and then they also have the Black Bock, which is kind of, which is in their LTD series, which is basically their winter seasonal lager. Right. <laughs> uh, but this is really good, just like a lot of other other great Full Sail stuff. This brewery could do no wrong, in my opinion. I love everything that they do. This is basically just a delicious IPA. They're like, and it's nice and malty too, but it's got strong, strong IPA elements to it, um, and really just, just damn delicious. So uh, if you get the chance, full sale, wreck the halls, pick that one up. Cool, Jesse. Who are you dedicating this episode to? Oh, I don't have anyone. Do you have anyone? 
Yeah, I think we're going to go with the, with the theme that we've been rolling with because Seahawks are rolling. Yeah. And I'm going to dedicate this episode to Drew Brees uh, for two reasons. The first reason is the uh, – it's just kind of – there's this face that quarterbacks get when they come and play in Seattle. It's like – I call it being thrown in the clink. Like they get thrown <laughs> in the clink, CenturyLink Field. They get thrown in the clink and they just are rendered useless. They're rendered completely useless. And then they get this look on their face. It's incredulous because their whole lives they've been the best football player on the field. And while they play in Seattle, they just literally can do nothing. Yeah, it's the face that Eli Manning has had all season. Exactly. Yeah, it's the, it's. Been <laughs> yeah, the Giants have been doing okay lately. They beat up on some bad teams, but yeah, it's they're basically not going to the playoffs. They're not, but but uh, they're not mathematically eliminated either, which is kind of scary. Um, but yeah, it's basically the Eli Manning getting sacked face, but all the time. <laughs> so you gotta, I, I just want to you know cheer him up. He's still a great quarterback. That just happens to everybody who comes to Seattle. Yeah, and then the second reason is because he is basically the uh, the quarterback that Russell Wilson studies. Yeah. He says he's a proto Wilson. He is. He's he's short. He doesn't really run at all, but he's a, one of the most prolific passers in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And and you know, uh, Russell Wilson during the off season said that uh, he watched every throw that Drew Brees threw. Like in his entire career over the off season, like he just sat there and had a giant love affair with uh, Drew Brees, and then he destroyed him on Monday night. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to Drew Brees. Also, Drew Brees discarded by San Diego unceremoniously for the superstar we all know today is Philip Rivers. Right. So, um, Drew Did you Brees. hear that the uh, the Saints team jet wasn't able to take off mm-hmm. on Monday, so they had to spend an extra night. That must have been real rough. Like you get blown out, you get destroyed, yeah. and then you got to spend an extra night thinking about it. And yeah. they're on a short week, and then they got to play Carolina at the at the Superdome this weekend. So yeah, it's not not a fun time to be a Saint right now. No, the road does not get any easier. But who knows? Maybe adversity spells success. Um, so we're all obviously very football happy here in Seattle uh, <laughs> with the with the home field advantage all but sewn up. If the CX can take care of business for the rest of the season, so right, yeah. But the, the destiny is in their own hands, which is a good place to be. So, yeah, we're happy for we're happy for for Seahawks football up here. Um, we do have a little bit of listener feedback this week, but I'm actually going to incorporate that into the topics for the show. So, Jesse, unless you have something else you want to talk about, I don't know. Like, uh, can we talk about that dog that was you were dog sitting with? Because that dog was awesome. Yeah, there's big big Alaskan sized dog. Yeah, at the Alaska. You're not at the Alaska house anymore, are you? No. No, we got kicked out. Well, the thing about the dog is that it was lit- it thing weighed at least 120 pounds. Giant. Uh, dog. Yeah, I think it was actually more than that. Yeah. Well, that's what at least means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking like it was probably more like closer to 140. Yeah, it's a big, big dog, and so it was sleeping, and I was like, I'm gonna go cuddle with this dog because I had been drinking a lot, and so. I went and hugged the dog, and we were, like, in a loving embrace. Then the dog woke up, realized I was there, and then stepped on my face and ran away. <laughs> so, not necessarily the most lovable dog in the world. I was, Yeah, I was playing with the dog, and uh, it likes to play the tug-of-war game. Mm-hmm. And it, I could also get it to roughhouse a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so I was playing the game, like, where I was on my knees in front of it, and I was, like, trying to get my hands and arms up over it, and it was, like, trying to get out, right, <laughs> right, right. from under me. Yep. And then, uh, 
<laughs> at one one point, he just like swatted down across my face <laughs> and totally yeah. clobbered me. Yeah. And, like stunned me and gave me like a big mark down my face and also like three claw prints down my chest. Dude, he goes for the face. <laughs> he got me good. I had to like I had to like walk away and like have concussion assessment. I love it. So he you're really, he you're, swatted me good. You're questionable for this week's dog fight. <laughs> yeah. Man versus dog wrestling match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. He would he would have won. <laughs> <laughs> dog swatter all right well uh let's go ahead and get on to our little time here roll off get the show on the road what do you say buddy let's, let's roll an 11 all right i uh, need to go to my dungeons and dragons online dice roller and yeah, that's what i did oh, oh, oh who's the king of the cast baby uh, what 20 you weren't you last week too no i don't think so i rolled uh, a good... maybe i rolled a one last week yeah yeah Man, rough justice. Yeah, dog. Natural twenty. Gotta love it. Goes down smooth, like full sail. Wreck the halls. <laughs> All right. Well, this week we're going to start it off with a little jingle jangle. I wish I had a jingle bells sound drop, but uh, I don't. So. Uh... <laughs> As we all know, uh, we've gotten through Thanksgiving, we've gotten through, uh, you know, Black Friday, and we've gotten through Small Business Saturday, we've gotten through Cyber Monday, we got through the Autumn Steam Sale, and that means that you are now officially late on your holiday shopping. In yeah. fact, uh, the date of this podcast is released. Christmas is three weeks from yesterday, so get off your butt and get to Best Buy. Oh my God! Yeah, I haven't done any shopping yet. Yeah, I haven't. Done, I'm I'm going to Hawaii. I'm basically like everybody's going to get an Aloha shirt <laughs> and like one of those little hula ladies that you put on your dashboard. And that's it. Maybe yeah. some mac macadamia nuts and a, a free a free coffee mug from the ABC store. Exactly. Well, you know, if you spend twenty dollars, you deserve that free coffee mug. Exactly. I think you have to spend a hundo. Oh, 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 oh somebody's got a boogie board. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, a six pack of beer costs fourteen ninety nine. So, mm -hmm. so you'll be I, at a hundred dollars in no time. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you. We've done this in the past, but for anybody out there who's trying to shop for a geek, like you might want to uh, direct your uh, loved one's ears to this segment of the show because we're going to talk about our geek shopping lists for this year. Mm -hmm. Um. So I want to start off. Uh, you know. Obviously, the big ticket items this this holiday season are the Xbox One and the PS4. The problem with that is that you are not going to get these if you don't already have them. You're not going to get them. Sold out. They are sold out. They are inaccessible. So, um, one of the solutions that I came up with now, uh, of course, if if your loved one doesn't have an Xbox 360 or PS3, those are extremely discounted at this point. You yeah, can, that's not a bad move. Yeah, you can get both. You can get an Xbox 360 and a PS3 for less than the price of a PS4. So that's always a good option. Also, the PS Vita is a nice little handheld console that's that's pretty uh pretty pretty reasonable right now. And of course, Nintendo with the 3DS and the 2DS. Um, but I I kind of wanted to I you know I think a really good option if you're looking if you have a gamer in your life is to Buy them a retro console. Mm. Like, get them a classic console. I know that I've had a lot of fun reviving my uh, my days of of Super Nintendo and, uh, you know, looking up games online for Super Nintendo. And you can get, like, a Super Nintendo console for, like, 75 bucks. 
Um, yeah, they or also cheaper. have um, like third-party ones. Yeah, that there, play all the games. Yeah, there's a third-party one that's available right now. I don't know what the name of it is. Um, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find it. But it plays Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and uh, NES games. Really, that's yeah. pretty dope. And it's I think it's like fifty bucks or something. Yeah, those are really cool. There's also like oh, I forget what it's called. I think there it's called the Super Boy. Oh but yeah. It's, it's like a little handheld. You stick the Super Nintendo cartridge in there, and it's got like a back screen, and you can play it like a Game Boy, and it plays Super Nintendo games. Exactly, yeah. That it's, thing is dope. It is dope. It has gotten some kind of bad reviews on Amazon. Oh, really? I looked in the purchasing ones. Really? Um, yeah. But, who knows? Like what? What's wrong with it? Uh, they just say it's not very reliable, and sometimes it just breaks. Oh, no. Um, well, well, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the Hyperkin Retron 3. That This is the console. It plays uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Genesis triple system. You can get it in classy, classy Vector Red. It's a very nice paint scheme. Um, and it costs a cool $60. Yeah, that's awesome. And it also uh, has HDMI out, which is kind of a problem with if you use a classic console trying to get it to work on your big HDTV. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which uh, Jesse can attest to. <laughs> I was trying to get my SNES to work. Um, so that's kind of a cool option. And then, you know, go on eBay and get some old games where there's like, there's a lot of uh, sites that sell retro video games. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and like, Personally, I would love, love, love to get an N64. Because, like, the N64 is the ultimate party console. I mean, it's like, I don't know what it was, but, like, I remember when the N64 came out, like, everybody wanted to play it. Like, you know, that was, like, the first time you're getting FPSs on a console in, like, a cool way, you know, with uh, with GoldenEye. Um, mm-hmm. Mario Kart 64 was a phenomenon, you know, took all everything great about uh, Super Mario Kart and basically made it 3D, which was awesome. Um, Star Fox 64, who doesn't love dog fights? Like, Me. I don't. <laughs> you don't love dog fights? No, I hate, I hate Star Fox 64. I love there, it. I, I'm saying it. My favorite was when you could unlock it so that you could, like, jump out of the plane and you could be the tank or you could be, like, the little guy walking around. And right. you could run up the pyramids and shoot at the guys. But yeah, and Super Smash Brothers, classic. Yeah, and Super Smash, or yeah, Super Smash Brothers sixty four. That is a great, great game. There are a lot of really fun party games. You know, it was the first four player console. Um, so an N sixty four, I think, would be an awesome, awesome get this holiday season. And any no gamer is going to be like, oh man, you got me an N sixty four. Like people, if they're real gamers, they're going to be stoked about that stuff. Yeah. So well, there's got to be some way. I mean, you want to find out if the person has it or not. How do you do that? Well, you probably know them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I I have a few tools to to drop subtle hints. I have an N sixty four, but like I never use it. You own one? Yeah. Do you want it? I'll yes, it I want it. Yeah, dude, cool. we'll set it up and we'll have fun at packs and stuff. Yeah, totally, dude. That's so sweet. Um, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you could float subtle hints to them. You could be like, oh, dude, did you ever play GoldenEye 64? <laughs> Try that. You got to say it exactly like that. Everyone's played it, though. I know, but then you could spin that into a conversation and be like, yeah, I just dug up my old console. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't have one. Or if they have one, if they say, I dug up my old console, it's awesome. They're going to tell you if they have one after you <laughs> say that. 
my parents were killed by N64s. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> now I'm N64, man. <laughs> N64s, they terrified <laughs> Was that me. a Batman goof? Yeah. Batman's parents were killed by bats. <laughs> uh, okay, Sega Genesis, man. <laughs> That's one of the things that kind of bothers me about this Hyperkin Retron 3. Uh, it is a very cool system, but it basically uses Genesis con- controllers, which I don't like. Uh not a big fan of the Genesis controllers, but it looks like you might be able to plug in SNES controllers to it. So, um, but yeah, retro console, Jesse, you have anything on your geek list? Yeah. Another thing you might be able to pull off and this would be a cheaper way mm-hmm. would be to get a thumb drive and then install an emulator on it. And for like, if you just wanted super Nintendo, that's put, true. like a super Nintendo emulator on it and a bunch of ROMs, like, and you could give them like a thousand games and an emulator is right on a little thumb drive. Yeah, you have that. There's just something about the yeah totally. visceral process. I agree of the totally. click of putting it in the Super Nintendo, and then you have to like press the eject button and then like. Boom, and <laughs> I do love the little out. catapult. To yeah, launch it it's great. You never know how to land. I mean, if Super Nintendo, great games on there too. I mean, you and you and I both love Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country, yeah. Rampart is one of my all-time favorite games. Oh yeah, and James Bond Junior. is fantastic for the sound, for the music alone. Uh It's got my some of my favorite video game music of all time. The game sucks, (laughs) but the music is so good. I'm a big fan of Clay Fighter. Which oh yeah, Clay Fighter. Ken Griffey Junior. Baseball. Hello. (laughs) Plus, you have like some great. You have some great. uh, Some great. You know. Really, some of the most classic games like Earthbound, um, which if you pick that up, you'll be a uh, uh, you'll be king of Christmas because it's like two hundred fifty dollars for a yeah, Super Nintendo game. Yeah, um, I hear that game doesn't hold up great either. Well, I love um, Secret of Evermore when I was a kid. Mm. The Illusion of Gaia; those are some great uh, RPGs. Secret of the Mana. Yeah, Secret of Mana. That game is tough too. I've yeah. picked that one back up as an adult and not gotten through it. Same with Chrono Trigger. I've never been able to get through that, and I know that's blasphemy <laughs> to say. But well, I, yeah, I think retro console. I, I guess that's that's our number one thing. Uh, what about for a beer lover, Jesse? What, what what are some good gifts for a beer lover? I mean, other than just beer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I love beer paraphernalia, pint mm-hmm. glasses, especially tulip glasses. Think mm-hmm. like. Sh- Glasses, branded glassware that's not just your traditional shaker pint glass. So especially like branded tulip glasses, I get a big kick out of that. Yeah, I mean, there's a big tradition over in Europe to um, that every brewery basically custom makes its own glass to Uh drink the beer out of. It's kind of a lost art here in the United States, but especially in like Germany. Like there's a German bar here in Seattle, Prost, and they won't buy a beer unless it has its own custom glass. Yeah, and sometimes they have, like, the ceramic mugs. Mm-hmm. I love drinking beer out of ceramic. I love a stein. A beer yeah. stein is a, good, a great stein, gift. A stein is a great gift. Um, a hydro flask, I've mentioned it before, mm-hmm. the insulated growler, I think, is a great gift that any beer lover would love to add to their uh, list of beer accessories. Exactly. Uh, um, tap handles. Tap handles are great. For the collector. Mm-hmm. Or start a collection of tap handles. I love that idea. Um, what about board games? You know, we talk about board games on here a lot. And what are some good, like, intro board games? Especially if, like, 
you know, if you get past Catan and Carcassonne, where do you go yeah. from there? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I, uh, Small World? Small World's good. Flashpoint Fire Rescue, really good. Uh-huh. I mean, we've talked about that one before. Um, uh, you know, we we played Seasons over the weekend. What did you think of that game? I liked it a lot. I think that if you have somebody who's... I feel like, you know, Seasons is kind of... It, it's a little bit of a step up from a gamer perspective. But if you have somebody in your group who has played Magic the Gathering or uh, any type of... A little more rules... Uh, a little more rules-centric um, board game, I think that Seasons is something people could pick up right up. My wife picked it up really quickly. I really like that game. Yeah, that's a real good intermediate level board game. Mm-hmm. And it has like different levels too, because it basically has easy mode, medium mode, and hard mode. It comes with like a bunch of different cards that you can use to incorporate it in that. So you can grow with the game. <laughs> Everyone loves Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be a big hit at Christmas if none of you have ever played it before. If some, if everybody's played it before, it gets it kind of. It's one of those games that loses its luster over time. Yeah, it definitely does. Because the same jokes come up over and over. Yeah. But it's just like apples to apples, except uh, don't don't let the kids play. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Christmas, man. You got any other Christmas ideas? I don't know. I want, I want a 2DS so bad. Dude, I want one, too. Actually, I was thinking about it on the bus. I have my original Game Boy, like, down in storage. And I also have Pokemon Red. And I would kind of <laughs> love to just play that game again. <laughs> Yeah, the Pokemon games retro. are good games, man. I I want to play the new Pokemon games X and Y, but mm-hmm. the new Link, uh, the new Legend of Zelda game just sounds so up my alley. Yeah, I want to play that bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd love to play some Pokemon X and Y. I and like I love it because like my my Game Boy is from 1991. It is like the big brick gray, the, yeah, the one, big gray one that you can't play in the dark. which makes it perfect for the bus because the lights are always on in there there you go there you go the hippest guy on the bus with your big retro Uh, dude i'd be i would if i were riding the bus in capitol hill people would be swooning (laughs) but you don't but i don't uh they'll just be uh bleeding their noses all over you (laughs) call back love it all right. Well, that's a, that's our Geek Christmas Guide. If you've got a Christmas geek gift idea, oh, I'm sure we could bring it up on next week's show. you still got a little bit of time to shop, so please send it to us at personalarrogance at gmail.com. Jesse, what's your first topic? Um, well, I want to do some uh, science news. Science! If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs... Is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes. Great stuff. Great, Great stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Google Empire is building an army of robots uh, to wage war on the Amazon drone fleet. And that is a fact. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> what? So this is how it starts. It, this is how it starts. Oh and man, we, we trusted Amazon and Google. It starts they, so innocently. They've opened Pandora's box. They have Pandora's bots. <laughs> Pandora's <laughs> box with two-day shipping. 
one and a half day. It's yeah. all about getting it down to one and a half day. <laughs> so Amazon is they they're talking about drone delivery for packages where they have yeah. like little helicopter drones and it delivers a package. There are so many cool things about this. So I don't know if people have seen the video online, um, but they did a sixty minutes piece and then they basically showed this promo. Of a of a of a drone going and landing in this guy's yard and dropping off his package and flying away. They're trying to say it's thirty minute delivery time, um, and with a little more, pretty crazy. It's really crazy, dude. <laughs> like that's that's like the that's less than an episode of Breaking Bad without commercials. There you go. It's at your door, and uh, with a little bit more digging, they said best case scenario this happened sometime in twenty fifteen. <laughs> But more likely sometime in the next, like, four to five years. Yeah, which is still, I mean, this is super future stuff. This is like the future is now kind of technology. This is why I love living in the city with Amazon, dude. Because, like, <laughs> it's going to happen here first. Yeah, it is going to happen there first. Um, yeah. I don't know, though, because I live a little bit further out mm -hmm. of the city. And it's still pretty civilized where I live. But if you tried to, like, get that going in Port Angeles, people would just be shooting the drones down. <laughs> well, they have GPS on them. On the package? I'm sure they have GPS on the on the drones. Like, they still, have to know I where mean, they are. Still, I mean, you don't shoot it down in your own yard. Like, you go outside of town and be like, look at there, there's one of them package drones. And you <laughs> shoot it down and get the goods. I guess so, but... Yeah, shooting an aircraft is a federal offense, so you better not get caught. Does this count as an aircraft? Oh, absolutely. That's like the major hurdle for Amazon is they got to get FAA approval. Oh. What? That seems bogus. Like, what if you shut down your buddy's RC airplane? Well, you don't need an RC airplane to get FAA approval. You don't have to get FAA approval for an RC airplane. This is basically the same thing. Uh, not really. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Once you slap Google... that commercial tag on it, it basically becomes the government's business. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. So um, Google is posturing and has revealed it's taken over seven robotics companies in the past half year and has uh, begun hiring staff to develop its own product. Okay. And um, so... <laughs> Search bots. <laughs> search and rescue robots. Oh, I thought, yeah, it would help you search the web. So, so. Oh, I no, just... this is going to be to search the downed drones and yeah. <laughs> seek out justice. Exactly. I love it. It's called Robot Justice. It's coming to fall. Love it's coming it. to Fox's fall. But um, they're thinking the that the robots are going to be paired with their self-driving cars mm -hmm. to help automate the delivery of goods. Oh. So this is the land-based robot answer to the drone uh, war fleet that <laughs> Amazon is uh, suggesting. I love the drone. I, I got to say, my, my money's with the drone air fleet. You think? Yeah. I just like, I like the, I like boots on the ground and I like self-driving cars. <laughs> I just, and like robot, like the robot guy comes out and he goes, walks up to your doors. Like, here's your package. Do you think, do you think a Wilson. robot would do, dude, there's going to be like a conveyor belt on the back that poops out your package. <laughs> <laughs> or like a catapult that just And then it just it. backs over it. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it'll be like I, it'll be a catapult that'll fling it at your house, <laughs> like the UPS guy. They've already got the infrastructure down for this. They've got the self-driving car. They've got the Google Maps. Mm -hmm. 
They can have boots on the ground. They're going to control the ground while Amazon will have the skies. Exactly. And I would rather have the skies. You never start a land war in Russia. Um, and basically, no. Russia is suburbia in this instance. <laughs> but uh, So, like, how does the drone know where it's going? Well, Lydia looked into this a little bit more because she's, she's as stoked as I am. And apparently, you have, like, a landing pad. So... Uh, so that, is, that better be free with my Prime account. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine they would be too cost-intensive, because it's basically just a pad that's big enough for them to land on with, like, a GPS tracker on it. And then right, that'll yeah. be tied to your Amazon account, and then they'll just come to your door and be like, yeah, hello, crazy. here's your package, bye. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. The other thing Meanwhile, that I love... The, uh, the Google robots are shooting them down with plasma <laughs> rifles. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, uh, the infrastructure is already in place to support these drones because the FAA already, you know, supports drones. Whereas <laughs> the Google cars uh, are only legal in, like, two states st still. Like, self-driving cars. Or 20 town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're not legal everywhere, the self-driving cars. So, uh, you know, that's another... I think that's another check mark on the uh, drone delivery system mm -hmm. i'm going with the goo goo bots on this one myself all right but i guess i do like amazon because of the local ties so. well i just love like i said this is going to happen here first another thing that amazon does awesome is you know i talked about it last week their amazon prime how they can do same day shipping but they also deliver things in like these nice little plastic boxes Right. So like, yes. If you get your I Amazon that was Fresh, just for groceries. Well, that's for Amazon Fresh, right? And they didn't deliver my package in there. But for Amazon Fresh, yeah, they deliver it in these nice plastic crates. And then in the drone video, they gave you like a nice little like lunchbox, like plastic lunchbox. <laughs> oh, really? So like kids are going to be going to school with their Amazon lunchboxes. Ugh. This becomes a new brown bag. <laughs> I, I, it'll be exciting when you can order like pizza this way. Yeah, I mean, oh, this here's is... the question: Do you have to tip your drone? <laughs> I, I, what I'm interested in is how expensive this is going to be. Like, yeah, I, but I mean, it's hard to be more, or yeah, it's hard to be more expensive than uh, like buying a truck, hiring someone, like paying the fuel, paying the mm -hmm. maintenance, having all these shipping centers where you you know load the truck up and then doing the route and all that stuff like that's gotta be expensive as hell yeah but i mean that guy's carrying tons of packages these are one-offs it's like one package per drone right so and you have to have enough drones that you can meet the demand i don't know it's just I, i'm really i'm curious to see how expensive this will be i'm also curious to see if this actually happens because it I'm, still yeah. seems kind of, it still seems so pie in the sky to me yeah, like, it, this it is straight up future. Literally, yeah. I ordered a pie 30 minutes ago, <laughs> and it's it's been hovering in a holding pattern above my. Yeah, roof. I mean, and that's the other like you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like if I were Domino's Pizza, now that this technology's been you know created, I'd be like I'm on this like like jaundice. Yeah, <laughs> ew, <laughs> like the jaundice on the aforementioned Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, if you could get a, like, straight-up 30-minute drone pizza delivery, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. I, yeah, and Domino's is already on the way. Like, they're yeah. 
actively phasing out any sort of human interaction. <laughs> I was talking that, about it this. It baffles me that commercial. I was talking about that at the... work today. Huh? They're like basically like our people are. They can't answer the phone. Don't call our stupid idiots. <laughs> Don't call them. They're dumb. They're big dumbos. They're big dumbos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I love that commercial. It's like we can't even answer the phone. Why don't you just order online? It's really bizarre. It, that's that's a straight on. Uh, that's that said, I'll order online every possible time. Of course, and then you can see your pizza getting made. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Pizza tracker, baby. Pizza tracker. But that's what I love. Is like, will there be like a little webcam on the drone so that you can watch oh, yeah. it come to your house? <laughs> oh. I hope that they have a camera on there so that you could be like, oh, it's like twenty minutes away, and they have like a little timer on it. You could just check in. Yeah, except for, like, the 13-year-old boy when, like, his uh, hot neighbor is skinny dipping. is going to be, like, ordering yep. nonstop packages. That's true, because this is an 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the easiest way to do it, I think. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So you're with the ground army, huh? I like the ground and pound technique myself. I'm just waiting for him to become aware and... Are they going to fight each other, or are they going <laughs> to unify to wipe out humanity? I just love the idea of, like, just this army of drones and cars. <laughs> just like... They're those stupid-looking Google cars with the big camera just yeah. plowing over people. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we see this coming? <laughs> I guess I feel lucky today. Hong Kong. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. Our robot overlords are on their way. Yeah. And <sighs> we yeah, they're they're on their way and we ordered the package, that's the thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're gonna know like exactly what you what your interests are. But here's the thing, this is also I mean, this is a really good move for Amazon because they're spending a lot of money to send their products with someone else's infrastructure. Oh yeah. They're giving a ton of money to UPS, FedEx, USPS. They're cha- they're be- figuring out a way to turn all that shipping money into their own yeah, distribution own empire. That's dude, a huge deal. Absolutely, and and like I said, I mean, I when I got my same day package last week, it was cheaper than the two day. It was cheaper than the one day option, and it was cheaper than the two day option. Yeah. Because Competition's always good. Innovation's yeah. always good. Yeah. Robot drone armies that are self-aware are always good. Mm-hmm. Give them laser beams. Do it. Do it. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to trivia. Unless you have more science news. No, I'm good. All right. Uh, so we're going to do tr- uh, Genius One Trivia Pursuit this week. I'm going to roll a six-sided die <laughs> to uh, to see which category we will be doing. Um. And I got to go my Dungeons and Dragons roller here. And here we go. It is a six sports and leisure. Jesse, you ready to go? I am. All right. I watched sports today, this week. <laughs> I was like, what sport did you watch today? Are you like getting into <laughs> tennis? Yeah. All right, US Jesse. Open. This question is for you. What line? Oh, whoops. Uh, what color is the bullseye on an official archery target? I think it's red. You're going to say red, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say yellow. Yeah, that's my second guess. It is yellow. Oh, bone. Camp kid. 
I actually loved archery when I was a kid at camp. That was I like did. one of my faves. Yeah. You got to pull the bow back all the way. Can't half-ass the bow, man. Is <laughs> that a problem at your camp? It is. Like, kids will, like, do, like, the dink, like, the really dinky little, like, you can't do it that way. You got to yank that bow all the way back mm-hmm. to get the velocity. You got to go Hunger Games on that. One time yeah. at 4-H camp on the archery <laughs> range, um, there was this one uh, woman who worked at the camp that everyone hated because she was mean. Mm-hmm. And she was doing archery, and her husband was the archery guy. Yep. And uh he was like giving her pointers and at one point she had like the she had the arrow pulled all the way back and was like <laughs> about to take a shot and he said something and she like turned around her whole body and like face like <laughs> pointed the arrow at everyone downfield <laughs> from her what? like all the kids. <gasps> and the yeah, her husband was like don't ever do that. Let's move on. <laughs> to see this questions for me. Uh what football coach popularized the forward pass? I think we've had this one before. I think we have two. Does that make you sad? Yeah, because I don't know the answer. Exactly. I'm going to go with the Bear Bryant. I'll go with Tom Landry. Tom Landry. I'm going to go. He's as far back as I can go. Oh, here we It's Canute Rockney. We oh, have had Rockney, this one before. Rockney. Classic Canute, man. We just gave him two pretty solid uh, nicknames there. What? Classic Canute and uh, Rockney Rockney. Oh, I thought you said Cockney Rockney. No. Hello. That was was a rugby coach. I'm Cockney Rockney. Oh, forward pass. Bollocks to that. (laughs) All right. And uh, the next one. Cockney Rockney. Love it. Uh, Next one up here. How many trials is each competitor permitted in javelin throwing, Jesse? I'll say five. I'm going to say three. The answer is six. What? That's weird. Six throws. It's classic. Six shooter. (laughs) Uh, And then Jesse, this was for me. The javelin was based off of the six shooter, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So Uh, A lot of people think the javelin (laughs) predates the six shooter (laughs) revolver, but no. No, they used to... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, you know, I had this D and D character as Darfelin. Um, his name was uh, Juarama, <laughs> and he had six javelins on his back because he threw javelins. That was his deal. Also, his demise because he sh- tried to use them to f- jump over a pit and then died in the pit. Yeah. Nice DMing there, J Dog. <laughs> uh, and then this one's for me. What tennis star wrote the book Court Hustler? Uh, I'm gonna go with McEnroe. I'll go with uh, Parapachimova. Bobby Riggs. That's a victory mm. for Eric, and that's a win everything this week. It is. I get swept. You get swept. swept. Under the rug. It's all right, man. It happens to the best of us. Um, hasn't happened to me in a while, but <laughs> that's what champions are for. All right, my second <laughs> time. Champions are for. <laughs> but my second topic comes to us in the form of a phone call from none other than the Dulcet Drawl. Of Mr. Roger Dotsy. Here it is. Hey, guys. Roger Dotsy here. Hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. I know mine was just fantastic. I really, I love Thanksgiving. It's awesome. Uh, and Eric couldn't agree more on your green bean casserole. It, it's clutch. Um, 
So when I was calling the things out, what I want to talk to you guys about, I was realizing I was disappointed that uh, there was no fantastic football league segment this year. I, I, I don't know what happened to that. It's it's been a staple on the show every fall. Every fall, you since you guys have started. So um, I don't know if that's something you, you want to do. If you think that you know if you've come up with six excellent teams and you can't do it anymore, or you need a hiatus, that's fine. Uh, I just wanted to let you know I missed it. Uh, anyhow, um, so. On a, uh, on a related note, I, I speaking of uh, fictional characters, I think what I'm interested in, because I love Christmas movies of all kinds, I think you guys should each tell me your top five Christmas characters in, in terms of Christmas movies. And to make it interesting, it should be draft style, so you guys can't overlap. And then when you get done... You'll have your, you'll each have your Christmas entourage, as it were, of five different Christmas characters that you would be able to spend the holiday season with. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Uh, I'm interested to see who you guys think are the best Christmas characters because there, there's so many good ones. You know, you got Uncle Eddie, you got the Grinch, you got Ralphie. Uh, you've got uh, Joe Pesci from uh, Home Alone, Sticky Bank. Oh, man, there's so many to choose from. So many to choose from. It's just, it's it's so awesome. Uh, so if you guys need to get on that, I need to know who your Christmas entourage is going to be. And uh, I hope you guys are doing well. And just, man, it's good to talk to you guys again. See ya. Get off my back, Roger. Get off my back, Doc. Yeah, I mean, dude, could you ever imagine any like any dentist better than Roger Dossie as your dentist? No, it's not possible. I would, Even Dr. James, who did me pretty solid for the first 20 years of my life. I would love Roger Dossie to be my dentist. Um, Great dentist. Maybe, maybe all dentists go into it like Roger Dossie, mm-hmm. but after years of seeing kids who refuse to floss <laughs> and filling cavities and scraping out those nasty, stanky tooth holes mm-hmm. from cavity decay. It just burns you out inside and you become a addicted to laughing gas and a shallow husk of a human that you once were. Yeah, that's probably what happens. I think so. So Roger has uh, once again uh, imparted his genius upon us and... <laughs> Brought up two of uh, my favorite things, Christmas movies and the Fantastic Football League. We did not do the Fantastic Football League this year, and I think we didn't do it because, like Roger said, we'd done it for three years in a row. Uh, you know, we've, we didn't really have that new take on it. But then Roger yeah. goes, goes ahead and drops it in our lap. And I think we, there, we have no other choice but to combine these two suggestions from Roger Dotsey. It is like the playoffs in the Arrogant Move League right now. And Jesse, I'm sorry that you're not in the playoffs. Um, we I'm are, not. <laughs> we're, we're going down the stretch here. Yeah. You and Levi both missed it, but Aaron and I both made it. Uh, yeah. great. I'm, I'm, this is the end of. Uh, fantasy football for me. <laughs> there are some great matchups. We got uh, Jacob Jones Martinez versus Aaron Martinez in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, cool. The really Martinez excited about duel. that. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
but uh, you know, we got the fantasy football playoffs going on. We got the the playoff run for the NFL going on right now. There's no better time, I think, than to pick our playoff uh, fa- fantastic football league teams. Mm. So. So these have to be even more clutch than our usual superheroes. They do, and they also have to be comprised comprised completely of Christmas characters. This is going to be difficult for me, but I'll 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 be there. You you got to stretch your brain a little bit, but we got a lot of you got a lot to draw on. Like think of every Christmas carol right now. Okay. I mean, Jesus is on the table. It's basically <laughs> his holiday, right? <laughs> Okay, so it's not just Christmas movies, but all of the Christmas all canon. All of the Christmas canon. Okay. Although, I don't I know. I choose the Christmas canon. It's a giant cannon <laughs> used to kill blasphemers. Uh, I think maybe Baby Jesus could be like the halftime show. Turn some water <laughs> in the wine. Everybody has a good time. It'll be awesome. Baby <laughs> Jesus turning a sippy cup full of water into a sippy cup full of wine. Yeah. People often forget that that was Jesus' first miracle, was turning water into wine and he and was at a wedding. Yeah, and he was at a wedding, mm-hmm. and like they had run out of wine. He turns all this water into wine. Everybody drinks the wine. Is like, whoa, this is the good wine. Why didn't they bring this out first? He was a party animal, and he had good taste. Yeah, right. He's like the Aziz Ansari of deities. He is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So baby Jesus is off the table, Jesse. But who is your quarterback? I'm giving you first pick here. Okay, number one draft pick, Krampus. Oh my god, you really the Christmas went... uh, monster. You just went for it right away, dude. That is a great pick. Yeah, he. So if you don't, if you're unfamiliar with Krampus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Dutch legend or whatever. He accompanied Santa Claus and kidnapped all the bad boys and girls and sold them into slavery. Right. I think. <laughs> no, I think he put him in a sack and he beat him with a stick. He put him in a sack for sure. Yeah. But I think he like just beat him with he whipped them with a, with a stick. Yeah, he was into whipping. And he mm-hmm. he was a real beast. So I'm going, I'm building my whole team around Krampus. Wow, so you're going beast mode right away. Yeah. Well, I think that there has to, you know, if we want this to be, you know, a Sunday night football matchup, then I got to grab Santa for my quarterback. Oh, classic grudge match. Classic grudge match. Santa versus Krampus. It's basically Russell Wilson versus Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> it it's is good versus evil. Division rivals. Yeah, division rivals. <laughs> Plus, you know, Santa, he's got the whole, like, uh, omnipresent thing. He can basically... Mm. It doesn't matter how much time is on the clock. He can basically do whatever he wants. That's true. You know? He's, he's, he's unbeatable when it comes to clock management. <laughs> that is true. What he can get done in the last seconds of the game is unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. Okay, who's your running back? I'm going with Tiny Tim. Oh, I like it. With the crutch? I feel crutch? like he can punch through the holes. With the crutch? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. I don't want him without the crutch. That's true. <laughs> Man, that's he's he's a sneak because nobody's going to suspect a thing. Exactly. He's And he's playing hurt. You know, he's going to be questionable for the game. <laughs> he's basically Percy Harvin. It's hard to prepare for. He's hard to prepare for. I think maybe if you get also... <laughs> If you get like Scrooge to like carry him on his shoulders or something, <laughs> I don't know. I, this no, is your team. You. This he'll is your team. You. This is your team. Uh, I'm gonna pick the uh, the Yeti from the. Is that from the Rudolph stop motion thing? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What was wrong with him though? The there was Yeti? always something. There's like there's something wrong with all the characters in that. <laughs> was he on the island of misfit toys? 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, he was he was in the he was in the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer Christmas special. Right. Um, I'm I'm just doing a quick a quick Wikipedia search here. Um, I don't I don't think he was on the Island of Misfit Toys. I think he was. He yeah, was he lived okay in the in the Yukon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like him. I mean, Yeti's always a good call because you got the brawn, you've got the mythicism. Um, my team's pretty mythic. I mean, you've really brought it down to earth with with Tiny Tim, but my team is still pretty mythic at this point. So. I'm going to take the Yeti. Who's your wide receiver? Well, um, so he was your running back? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go with Yukon Jack. Oh, classic. Wow, this is a yeah. grudge match, man. Yeah, exactly. Former teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that at least adds a little heat to the matchup. You mean Yukon Cornelius? Yeah, that's it. Yukon Jack. Am I thinking of anyway? You're thinking of Gassy Jack from the from <laughs> from Vancouver lore. Yeah, ex- exactly. Which is which yeah. is fine. Anyway, the the lumberjack dude from uh, Rudolph. Yeah. Cornelius Jack or Cornelius Yukon, mm-hmm. Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Uh, for my wide receiver, um, yeah, I'm. See, I, I really I want to incorporate the Grinch somewhere. But I really feel like if you want to have some a strong player on your team, it's not the Grinch. It's the Grinch's dog. Because mm. the Grinch's dog pulled that entire sleigh full of all of Whoville's presents up the mountain. Yeah, he does a lot of lifting. He does a lot of lifting. No one's going to jam him at the line, and yet he's still lightning fast because he's a dog. I think he has questionable loyalties, though. Hmm. I don't know, man. You st- you just you tie a- an antler to his head, and he is like on the <laughs> team. <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna have to name our teams too. Oh, we will definitely. And give them give them some uh, uniform. Oh, totally. All right, so we have our our quarterback, our running back, our wide receiver. Uh, what are, what are we doing with the lines here? Who is your who's your defense man? Your I'm whole taking, defense. Uh, I'm taking the Griswold family. Oh, damn it! I just watched this movie. <laughs> Griswold so, family's yeah, solid well, though. Little dysfunctional, but I, I feel like they come through in the clutch. They come, they always do, and there's always a nice message at the end. <laughs> like, and there, and you never know, like, it's all going to fly off the handle. It's a lot of physical comedy on defense. That's always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to take Roger Dotsie's lead here on this one, and I'm going to take the Wet Bandits. Two man no. defense. That's risky. It is, <laughs> it is very risky. The thing about the Wet Bandits is that they will never get knocked out of the game, no matter how many times they're stabbed in the foot by rusty nails <laughs> or shot in the true. face with blow torches or hit in the head with paint cans. They're yeah. impossible to concuss, and basically they're just going to keep coming, right? No matter what. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Wet like, Bandits. electrocuted to the point where you could see his skeleton? Exactly. And then he's like, all right, I'm still going to rob this house. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good call. All right. Yeah, they're kind yeah, of invincible, defense. man. <laughs> they are. All right. Uh, then, then let's move on to our fan favorite, the kicker. Hmm. Who would make a good kicker? I've already taken Tiny Tim yep. with that crutch skill. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not a crutch, Why don't you man. go first? I'll think about it. The crutch is not a crutch. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think it's got to go with Rudolph for the full, like, you know, hoof factor. Mm-hmm. 
Rudolph with your nose so bright. However, I feel like Rudolph might get a little hot-headed. He's going to ask for a lot in contract negotiations. So I'm going to go with Blitzen. <laughs> you know? Blitzen, first of all, if I ever need to blitz with the wet bandits, I can put him in on defense. <laughs> <laughs> and then second of all, he's got the hoof factor like a mule, and he will kick the ball like no other. Blitzen. Yeah. Who do you got? Um can I get the can I get the guy from Bad Santa? Sure. The little guy. The, the little, little guy from Bad Santa. Alright. He's tenacious. He is tenacious and he's awesome. Yeah, it's low, he's stable, low to the ground. I think that, that helps for kickers. That's good. He may have been a better choice. You might want to swap him with Tiny Tim. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Tiny Tim with the crutch on the ball for the kicking, mm-hmm. and then the tenacious little... The tenacious uh, little guy from... Uh, short guy from Bad Santa as my running back. I Perfect. love it. I love it, dude. All right, let's... Uh, you want to do coaches? Uh, hmm... I think well, I Kramp- having Krampus is like having a coach on the field. Well, nobody's going to mess with him. Like nobody can coach that guy. But who can keep him? Who can keep him straight? I'm mm-hmm. thinking the only person who can uh, really keep him in line would be Ebenezer. Yeah, Ebenezer who manages Scrooge. to keep his workers working 365 days a year. Yeah, I mean Ebenezer Scrooge is basically your. Uh, I like that you're drawing two Christmas characters here. Um, he's basically your coach, owner, manager, general yeah. manager. He runs the show, and he's got the deep pockets. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, how he was able to afford the superstars. Exactly. Like yeah. And then for my, you know, for my, uh, for my coach, I, I got to pick the guy. You know, you want somebody who, if we're down at halftime, you're going to go in the locker room, and he's going to give a really inspirational speech, a, sh- a showstopper, if you will. And I think if if we're gonna if we're gonna pinpoint this one guy, it's got to be Linus from Charlie Brown Christmas, because he's the so. guy. He's the guy. He has the speech at the end, stops the show, and uh, really brings it all back. And, and well, get, be prepared to hear this one, Eric. Ah. They got to throw back their heads. Uh-huh. Oh man, I should have picked Lucy. Because she's got the long snapping skills or the holding skills. So yeah, that's the worst though. She'll fake him out every time and make him fall flat on his back. We're gonna run fake field goals all every single time. <laughs> but the only person who knows it's a fake is Lucy. Well, that's that's the thing is, I mean, first of all, it's a great plan. We saw Matthew Stafford pull off that crazy uh, clock play slash touchdown earlier in the year against the Cowboys, and second of all. Lucy is very misunderstood. She's not screwing over Charlie Brown. He is dumb. He can't understand that she's running a, a field goal fake every single time. He needs to block. You got to block, Charlie. She's just trying to be a little smarter than he is. So yeah. anyway, maybe you could pay five cents to figure it out. Hey, um, <laughs> all right, Jesse, what's your team name? Um... I'm going to go... I've got kind of a villain theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going with Unholy Knight, but Knight with a K. Yeah. How about unho- the, the Unholy Knights? Unholy Knights. I like it. Uh, I, you, you got a good name, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the... I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go with. I really like your. I know that you're doing all the Christmas Carol stuff, but I love the idea of the Christmas Carol, and so I'm gonna just go with the ghosts. 
Mm, I love good. it. The ghosts. How about the the nice ghosts? <laughs> nice. Because the my nice theme's ghosts. pretty nice. Pretty yeah. nice guys. <laughs> What what are your unif what are your uniforms consisting of? Okay, so it's it's gonna be like black and red, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then uh, the mascot is gonna be like uh, a skeleton riding an ethereal horse. Jeez! And then it's got it's got like a a bag like a Christmas bag slung like Santa's Christmas bag slung over his shoulder. Wow! And then a machine gun. I love it. In the other hand. <laughs> Uh, and then my uniforms are just going to be Santa uniforms. <laughs> Santa's the quarterback. <laughs> the nice ghosts. Oh, yeah. You're going to have the better looking cheerleaders. We will have really good looking cheerleaders. You better be hoping we're at the home game for the game. <laughs> uh, and then my mascot's just going to be um, Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. What? That doesn't fit at all. He is dead. He's like a ghost, sort of. Oh, and he's no, in, it should, it should but, be like the ghost in chains. But it's him in the it's him in the Santa unit. I don't outfit. like the ghosts. It doesn't fit your theme enough. It's true. I just really like it. It should be like the candy canes. Oh bull. <laughs> or no, my you know I I have two Rudolph guys in here. It's going to be the Island of Misfit Toys. Okay, that's the team. But I, I'm still I'm you didn't like claim the Jack Skellington, so I got him. <laughs> that, that makes even less sense. He's very musical too. He sings a lot of songs. So, it's going to be makes wonderful. Even less sense. And plus, I'm fine. Santa Claus is the Santa Claus from the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, there we go. Done, <laughs> done, um, and done. So, Roger I, Eric's I, uniforms <laughs> at Hot Topic this winter, <laughs> or in uh, or in New Orleans Square at Disneyland. All right, Jesse. Uh, well, I hope Roger is happy because we've we've melded these two things, and now we have our Christmas entourage mm -hmm. and our fantastic football league teams for 2013. Thank you for reminding us of that, Roger. Jesse, what is your second topic? Well, it's going to be hard to follow up the personal arrogance football classic, but I got some fun right. animal news, Eric. Animal news. Yeah. So, um, this is crocodile news. Mm -hmm. Crocodiles have been proven to use tools. <laughs> Tool mean... usage in crocodiles is happening, guys. Mm -hmm. And if if the robot drone armies weren't scary enough, now right. crocodiles are using tools. So crocodiles are using sticks. Okay. And they're going around and they're finding sticks <laughs> to uh, basically they do this during the season when uh, the local herons are like building their nests uh classic herons so yeah so the herons are going after the sticks to build their nests and the crocodiles put the sticks on their faces <laughs> and then when the herons go in to get the sticks they just eat the birds wow isn't that spooky that's not really a tool that's more of just a bait they're using bait yeah it, it is bait but it's using an item for a specific purpose which they call tool use man that is creepy dude it is creepy they're thinking and next is gonna be like so like here's the question why do they uh -huh. put on their uh faces to eat the neighborhood kid it's gonna be like a skateboard right you're gonna see crocodiles like swimming around with skateboards on their face well, waiting yeah. for that kid to be like sweet free skateboard <laughs> chomp <laughs> Alligators are slowly collecting skateboards in Louisiana. <laughs> They're ordering them from 
Amazon drones. Well, I mean, have you seen that? Have you seen that show, Swamp People, or whatever? No. It's about alligator hunters. Uh-huh. Like really, all all they gotta do, I'm sure there's plenty of PBR cans in the water. They could probably just use one of those. <laughs> Sweet floating PBR can. Oh, oh, my face! <laughs> my face! <laughs> I love it, dude. This is terrifying. Dinosaurs it using tools. Yeah, because that's the thing. They're basically dinosaurs. Well, they're also so basically are... birds. The... Alligators are basically birds. Well, I guess birds are basically alligators. <laughs> this got confusing. Yep, <laughs> it got real but, confusing. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Why not? Why wouldn't um, you be? There's tool usage in um, octopods, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that maybe you know, sure they're eating birds now, but right, uh, crocodiles, they might be our uh, our homies, our allies in the war against the deep monsters. Oh, I thought you said in Oregon, the drones and the well, robotic cars. Yeah, I guess the drones too. That's good. Yeah, I mean, all they I'm just going to put my. All they have to do is. My, <laughs> sorry, go. I got to put my Amazon landing pad thing. Jesse, you, you and know, I are on the same page, man. I got to put that on the <laughs> on the crocodile's yeah, head. Exactly. So that I'll call in the drones. They'll just eat the drones one by one. Problem solved. Except, oh no, the drones called in backup from the far superior Google Robot Army. <laughs> Google Robot Army, last time I heard, can't get in the swamp. <laughs> no, they, they, Eric, they hired, they, they bought seven robotics companies. One of them is working on swamp bots. Yeah, one care. of the, they're <laughs> great, like, what are those called? Those swamp buggies or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Automated the swamp buggies. Boats. Yeah, the giant fan boats. Mm-hmm. Take or it out. could just be like an awesome that's wearing extra tufts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute and yet so deadly. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> oct- octopi, octopods have been shown to, like, um, camouflage themselves with seaweed uh-huh. to walk on dry land. No fucking so way. So, that, that's a slow invasion that's happening. I think it's part yeah. of the... Cthulian uprising. Well, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe we to... can harness these <laughs> crocodiles to fight for us instead of just eating birds. Well, the bright spot here is that, you know, these are animals who are using human-like tendencies. I mean, one of the things that set us apart as a species is that we started using tools however many thousands or millions of years ago, leading to our intelligent development as a species. This is, these are just the, the breadcrumbs of another intelligent species based in reptilian or uh, cephalopodic, um, you know, uh, persuasion. Yeah. I like it. I um, like it too. I like the idea of crocodiles eating birds because they both mm-hmm. evolved from dinosaurs. That's what so I'm trying to a, say. A dinosaur fight. That's what I'm trying to say. Is a heron is practically a crocodile. It's Yeah. It, I'd like to think that, like, the because a crocodile is, like, six million years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's looked like that for, like, six million years. So, at the same time, there's, like, a giant T-Rex stomping around. Be like, I'm so badass. Look at me now, crocodile. <laughs> but then it eventually shrunk into a bird. And the slow-going crocodile was like, look at me now, bird. Slow and steady. you. Yep. Slow and steady wins that race. Yeah. Pa-pow! So, that's happening in animal news. I love it. You know, I mean... Crows are also known to use tools. Uh, Crows raccoon, are scary smart. 
Crows are scary smart. They can rec- they like no individual humans. Have you ever been targeted by a crow? No, I'm glad because that would legitimately freak me out. It happened to me once. Uh, there was no contact, but I definitely got dive bombed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was walking down the street and I got dive bombed a couple times. My sister, on the other hand, was walking through a park here in Seattle and got full on attacked by a crow. Yikes. Like in her hair, clawing and pecking at her. Yeah. Crows are scary, scary man. And if you work tools. with crows, like if you're a scientist and you work with crows, you have to wear a mask because they'll be able to recognize you. And they'll be like, when you're going to your car or whatever, they'll be like, that's that asshole who was poking me with stuff. Because <laughs> they can, like, it recognize individual people and know, like, that's the guy I want to mess up, and that's not the guy I want to mess up. Yeah. A lot of people think bats are the rats of the sky. I think crows are the rats of the sky. And, yeah, there was also another... <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a study where, like, they found... They took a crow and, like, put a... Th- put like a thing in a box that it wanted probably food yep like in a box but to get into the box it had to use a tool but they put the tool in something that like it couldn't get to and it had to use like a a original tool another tool to get to the yeah yeah and it was able to figure out like i'll use this tool to get to this key that will get unlock this box to get to the food they're pretty smart yep so they'll also help us uh, They're maybe? not getting eaten by crocodiles. I feel like the crows are going to be like the double agents in this robot <laughs> animal war. Yeah. Like, we got the crocodiles' reluctant partners. We got the octopus because they're going to take over anyway. They're, they're using <laughs> it as an opportunistic ally. But the crows are going to be the double agent in this story. Yeah. We'll use the alligators to take out the Google robots mm-hmm. on the ground, and then we'll have to rely on the crows to attack the Amazon drones. Right. But then soon we'll, we'll decipher uh, a uh, encrypted message from Amazon headquarters to the Crow King. That's like mm-hmm. your shipment of 1000 tons of crow food has just been shipped. <laughs> and then that's when we'll know we've lost our loyalty. Well, I mean, they'll, I think they'll still help us win the war, but then there's going to be a cold war with the crows. Oh, <laughs> they're basically the Soviet union. Yeah, I right. agree. Uh, yeah. Diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> That's animal news, man. Mm-hmm. Um, any more animal news? No, that's it. All right, well, let's move on. We're going to do our Facebook random, but before we do, we want to talk to you about the Bald Move Network. Guys, we talked about it last week, and uh, you got to be a part of this. It is an awesome, awesome thing that Bald Move is doing. Um, we've already raised half a thousand dollars. Um. Uh, on our baldmove.com affiliate special. So if you uh, go to baldmove.com, at the very top of the page, there is the Bald Move affiliate link. Now, usually this link will take you to Amazon, and then it gives money to Bald Move whenever you buy something on Amazon. So you should bookmark this anyway because it's a great way to support our Bald Move network. But during the month of December, all of the proceeds from the amazon.com affiliate link will go to Child's Play, uh, which is a great organization that partners with uh, children's hospitals um, around the country and supports them by giving them toys and support. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's basically the kids are in the hospital. They need something to do. They need something to remove themselves from the awful situation that they're in. And games and toys are a great way to do that. So Child's Play supports that. 
Um, and, and, you know, we're partnering with them. We also have a soft spot in our heart for child's play because they are, uh, run by the PAX guys. So the guys who run PAX, they also run child's play. Um, so you can go to our Amazon affiliate link. I believe it is, it is amazon.com or I'm sorry, amazon.baldmove.com. Type that in your browser, amazon.baldmove.com bookmark it. Anytime you want to shop on Amazon, buy a classic console for a friend on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that. Uh, but, uh, but go to that site and you, all of your proceeds or a portion of your proceeds will go to our child's play drive for, uh, for bald move. It's a really great thing. I love child's play. I love bald move. The whole thing's great. It's a win-win for everybody. It doesn't cost you a thing and it gives money to sick kids. Uh, so that's happening. Um, and of course, uh, watching dead is happening right now. Some crazy stuff is happening on the walking dead um, she got real, man. So, uh, if you're following that, be sure to listen to, uh, the watching dead with Jim and Aaron. Of course, we got the because show ladies down in Los Angeles, uh, talking about sex, uh, talking about, uh, uh, I don't know. I listened to, I listened to like three episodes on the drive up to Port Townsend this weekend. And I really, really enjoyed it. Everything, entertainment, makeup, uh, current events, uh, they take, they have a ton of listener feedback like this show and, and they, and they talk about it all. So, Really good, really smart ladies down in L.A. And then, uh, of course, there's also Up Yours Downstairs, which is covering everything at Wardy. If it's on Masterpiece on PBS, it is on Up Yours Downstairs. Plus, like, Up Yours Downstairs are like professional comedians. It's great listening. So uh, be sure to check that out as well. That's baldmove.com. You can also get in touch with us. Uh, go to personalarrogates at gmail.com and send us an email. You can call us at 360-362-0024. We are on Facebook. We are on the Personal Arrogance Facebook page and the Bald Move Facebook page. We're on Twitter at Personal Podcast. You can rate and review us on iTunes, which helps us out a ton, or you can tell a friend. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us or tell other people about us. Do any or all of them, and uh, we will love you eternally for it. Uh, speaking of Facebook, each week we post on there, say we are recording, and if you want us to talk about anything, post it in that thread. And we talk about all that stuff each week in the Facebook Roundup. So here we go. Um, first off, JR says six point sweet action. Drink it. That's all six point beer, sweet action. That is a recommendation from our East coast beer affiliate, JR from Philly. Kevin Cobb says, have you heard about the game of Thrones episodes of South park? Apparently there are three episodes where it is all about Xbox versus PlayStation on black Friday, but they make it game of Thrones themed. Not a big fan of South park, but saw two of them. And it was pretty funny. I love South park, dude. South park hits it on the head quite often. Yeah, um, I, I watched part of one of those episodes, and I didn't think it was funny. Hmm. It was just, it went on too long. Mixed reactions. Yeah. Aaron Martinez says, hey, Walquist, we need an update on the remaining context- contestants on The Voice. I think they're trolling me at this point. I don't well, necessarily... just continue on. Yeah, we'll just continue. <laughs> don't worry, we'll get back to that in this thread. Rob Zip says, please talk about the Onion, the Onions AV Club list of best podcasts of the year neglecting our podcasts uh i shall be on mine next week uh rob zip of course has a rob zip and friends podcast i was looking at this list and they just really like they they need to expand their listenership i think a little bit and i'm not saying i haven't haven't seen the list i'm not saying by any means that personal arrogance is the top 10 podcast on the podcast but like most of their like almost all their stuff was either earwolf network nerdist network um, or NPR or, uh, <laughs> or yeah. Mark Maron. And I mean, Mark Maron is his own thing. And, uh, 
it's it's I'm not saying that that's bad, but I'm just saying I don't know if they're if they're drawing from the vast pool of podcast resources out there. Yeah, those are all fairly mainstream. I mean, it's it's kind of weak that already established institutions have latched on to mm-hmm. podcasting and dominated it so much. Like uh, now that this already popular uh, <laughs> media source, yeah. we have another side to our already popular media source. Well, Look at us. We're so great. Like, This American Life is not really a podcast. Like, no. po- This American Life show. is a radio show that is using the podcast medium to distribute their radio show. Like, right. I think a podcast is something that's deliberately uh, created to be podcasted. And, and honestly, This American Life probably is that at this point. But, yeah, when, when it's like, yeah, This American Life is like the greatest thing. It's like, yeah, I, I understand that. It's a great show. I'm not trying to discount This American Life by any means, but it's a radio show. I listened to This American Life when I was in high school. That was long before podcasts existed. So, right. Uh, maybe not long before, but marginally before. Uh, <laughs> I'm You're saying, old. like, the main thing is, like, you know, I've, I've, I've watched through Breaking Bad now and I listened to all the Breaking Good podcasts to help me through that process. Like, Breaking Good is. One of my favorite podcasts of all time, like Jim and Aaron, are great, great podcasters. And if yeah, you're I'm talking, have to listen to it one of these days. If you're talking about a podcast about a show um, that incorporates great fan feedback, which is something that almost all of these podcasts at the Onion AV AV Club's best list of podcasts, virtually none of them incorporate listener responses. Jim and Aaron were able to do that in a way that's really engaging. Every episode is like two hours long, and I was always like, "Man, I can't!" I, like, I'm bummed that this is over. Like, I really, really enjoy. It. Like, Breaking Good is like a great, great podcast. It's a mainstream podcast. It's listened to by a lot of people. It's on the What's Hot on iTunes, uh, very, re- very regularly. It has a notoriety, and it has the the quality content. I was like, something like that should be represented here, um, especially in Breaking Bad's last season. Anyway, that's my rant for the day. <clears throat> Roger Dotsy says, Aaron, I can help you with that. James Walpert, James Walpert, James Walpert. He's got Jack White, Queen, Imagine Dragons, and Meatloaf under his belt. Best voice contestant ever, hands down. All right, we've started a voice flame war in the thread. <laughs> Roger says, sorry about the rant. The voice is a pleasure of mine, and I don't even feel guilty about it. It's a damn good show. Uh, I, I have a feeling we'll be talking more about the voice in this thread. Michael Marion says, uh, favorite Christmas song. Also, if Marshawn Lynch goes by beast mode at his job, does that mean that Jesse goes into yeast mode? Yes. No, I'm going to adopt that. Yeah, yeast mode is your new nickname, dude. Especially when you get the yeast splatter, which happens occasionally. It does. And Michael Merriman says ditto Dotsie. Apparently, we've got a lot of voice fans out here. I guess so. Then Aaron Martinez decides to defend himself. He says, Roger, the truth, I watch too. <laughs> But I know how little Angela and Jacob, who are his brother and sister, think of it, even though I've told them it's a freaking good show. Then Angela Martinez chimes in. (laughs) Me, Aaron, and his shame watching of The Voice. Aaron, there is no shame. The Voice is freaking good. So apparently Aaron said that it was a shame watch, but then that's actually something that he really enjoys. Don't worry, we'll get more of this voice stuff <laughs> in the thread. Anthony says, last episode you had an email about Thanksgiving beer pairings. Mine was Firestone, 17 anniversary ale, paired with my mouth hole. What a great pairing. 
<laughs> I love that. I got to try my, my wife. I have like a year old, year and a half old now Firestone aging in my cupboard. I, I kind of want to bring yeah, that up. Yeah, that was out. probably about ready to bust out. I'm thinking I New the, Year's. I had the uh, Deschutes Abyss this year. It was not very good. Hmm. Did you age it? No, I had it on draft. Oh, see, I'm, I've been aging this thing. This is their anniversary year from two, 2012, so I've been uh, aging it since then. Yeah. I think. I want to try the new Black Butte, too. That's in bottles right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Melody. Melody is awesome because I think she stumbled on this thread without knowing anything about our podcast because of the voice. <laughs> Melody says, I watched the voice on Hulu, hated it, then watched another episode. <laughs> So many things wrong with that statement. That's how I do it. Hulu, The Voice, should I even be in this conversation? Well, I'm not, so someone should be. Right. Then Angela clears it up for Melody. Melody Angela Jesus says, Jesus Christ, Melody, this is still going on. It's still going on. She says, huge difference between oh. shame watching and hate watching. At least you don't watch it because you love it. Okay, I'm lifting the embargo <laughs> on uh, Major League Baseball, and it Putting an embargo on the voice. So did you hear that Robinson Cano reportedly met with the Seattle Mariners yesterday? And apparently the Mariners have the biggest deal on the table. But this is seen as kind of a red herring because the Mariners are a team that has to overpay for any player. So it's really behooves players that have happened in the last years, Prince Fielder, Josh Hamilton, to come to the Mariners, get a big offer, and then get it topped by a competitive major league club. So is this mm. par for the course? Or do you think Robinson Cano is actually a viable future member of the Seattle Mariners? Sounds like Eric to me. He's just trying to beef up his contract when he goes to another uh, team. Hey guys, Eric here. Uh, so this is about the time of the show when technical difficulties shut us down. That's right, we got shot down um, by uh, by the tech bug. But uh, we got we got plenty of show in, and uh, we'll be back next week. Um, in the meantime, to uh, quench your insatiable appetite for personal arrogance lore uh go ahead and stick around after the theme song to hear a little bit of eric and jesse developing a michael kane impression and until next time remember that wherever you go and whatever you do please stay arrogant Michael Caine. I, I gotta start it off. It's gotta, I have to like warm myself up for it. But it's like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, there it is. Here it is. I've, I've buried enough wines in my day, Mr. Wayne. And I won't bury another one. <laughs> okay, that wasn't bad. Thank you. <laughs> I've buried enough wines in my day. You have to, like, really emphasize each syllable. Buried enough Waynes? Yeah. He says that in the third like Batman Bruce movie Wayne? that you haven't seen. Oh. Because he buried his parents. Wait. For some reason, I was thinking he was in James Bond, and I thought you were, he was talking to James Bond. <laughs> I love it. Fanfic. <laughs> is Michael Caine not in the James Bond movies? No, he is not part of the James Bond franchise. He has been snubbed. My favorite part about 
Michael Kay is that when he says the letters T H, he says fa. <laughs> I have to think about it. <laughs> this is the type of witty banter that needs to be at the end of the show. My favorite vehicle is a Wayne's Rover. Get it, Mr. Wayne? Wayne's my, Rover. My favorite vehicle is a Range Rover. Because of the watch. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's Bruce Wayne's Rover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this let's get this show on the road.